This is the Tulsa World Newsroom Podcast. This is Jason Collington, editor of the Tulsa World. Happy to be here with Michael Decker, one of our assistant editors, who also writes a lot for us. Uh, he, he, uh, one of the topics he's been writing about is sports betting and if it's coming to Oklahoma, what the future looks like, what's been going on in the legislature. Our session just started, and there are a lot of issues that our legislators looking at, uh, and this is one topic that's going to be brought up. Uh, Mike's done some reporting and posted some stories on it so far. Mike, uh, if an Oklahoma is sitting here going, is this going to happen? Are we going to have sports betting in Oklahoma? What, based on your reporting and when the people you talk to, how do you feel? Uh, if I would, were to place a bet on it, so to speak, not to be, not to be too, too coy about this, but uh, I would say it's, it's a little bit better than 50%, which is better than in the past because uh, there actually has been a bill that's been introduced uh, right before the session started by Representative Ken Luttrell uh, from Ponca City, uh, which before this this has not even been brought up in the legislature ever since the, the U.S. Supreme Court uh, back in uh, 2018 uh, came down with a decision that it was a case brought by the state of New Jersey that wanted legalized sports betting and the court agreed with them uh, and said, yes, you, you may legalize it and other states may legalize it if they choose to do so. Um, after that decision, there was, you know, a lot of talk in the state, uh, given how the big, large presence, obviously, of how many casinos we have here, right. the gaming yeah. presence, that, you know, that it would be kind of a done deal. Um, but that hasn't happened. Um, and, you know, a lot, of, a lot of the, one of the big obstacles for most, that most people cite is the ongoing disputes between Governor Kevin Stitt and tribal leaders. Um, there's been basically three things they've been fighting about. Uh, one was uh, about two years ago, there's a fight about the uh, existing gaming compacts. Uh, the governor thought the state was not getting enough money. Uh, I, th I believe the percentages are anywhere from, I think it's two to 5%, and maybe a little bit more than that, depending on what type of gaming it is. Uh, he wanted that to go up, I believe, to about 10%. Of course, the tribes you know, didn't want that. They not only use that money for, uh, you know, to improve their existing gaming facilities, but a lot of that money goes toward uh, infrastructure for the tribes, roads, uh, water lines, education, healthcare. Um, so they obviously didn't want to give up a cut if they didn't have to. And there was this big, it ended up being going the, to the Oklahoma Supreme Court. And there were two issues that the Supreme Court basically ruled in favor of the tribes on both issues. One of them is whether or not the governor had sole authority to renegotiate the compacts between the state. And the other argument, the other thing was whether or not um, the compacts automatically renewed because the language was unclear. Uh, it could be read different ways. And uh, the, the governor argued that, well, if we don't reach an agreement, they don't renew. But the Supreme Court ruled in favor and said, yes, they do. And so we've got another 15 years of the at least the existing compacts. And what Representative Luttrell's bill would do is add legalized sports betting to the existing gaming compact, uh, would provide, I believe, 10% um, in revenue toward the state. Um, but as to whether or not it's going to happen, a lot of it will depend on legislative leadership. And, well, and, 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 if, and again, for people who don't have an idea of what this is, I mean, I have had the experience to be at the Hilton in Vegas uh, right before the NFL season started and to see that spectacle of a place that's uh, very, very large, long lines, prop bets, you can bet on anything. The whole yeah. season's ahead of you. And uh, there's a lot of people that do that and they don't play blackjack. They don't play roulette. They don't play the slots. Uh, it is certainly a thing among itself. Uh, and I'm sure 
that a lot of Oklahomans uh, would be able would want to bet on it. The the we have you know a more pretty much football crazed state, and so I think both you and I agree it would be popular if it happened. Absolutely. Well, well, the numbers are, are staggering. There's a there's a website out there called uh, LegalSportsReport.com, and they do regular updates. Uh, they estimate the and the last estimate that I looked at it for my story, it was over since the Supreme Court decision in 2018. There's been over 92 billion dollars that's been bet legally. Uh, there's been like 30 states plus the District of Columbia that have legalized sports betting. Um, so yes, it would definitely be popular here. I believe uh, Representative Luttrell's uh, and he, he put out a news release after he um, uh, uh, introduced this bill, and he estimated uh, about $240 million a year in revenue for the state. That doesn't include how much money could be generated for the tribes, because right. the tribes here, the way the compacts are set up, they have uh, exclusivity when it comes to gaming. So like, you know, the Hilton or the Mirage or whatever from Las Vegas can't come into Oklahoma and build a casino. The tribes have exclusivity for that. And I believe his bill, or he also estimated about 3,000 uh, permanent and temporary jobs if we were to become legalized here. So we're, we're in Oklahoma, and if you told us 10 years ago that we'd have medical marijuana to the extent that we do with dispensaries all over the place, uh, some people would be like, that's never going to happen. We've got some petitions that are coming up this year uh, that could possibly legalize marijuana uh, in Oklahoma completely. Um, so sports betting is not too far off on things that we said would never happen. Uh, right. And again, tell me about what, what is the, what's, again, the session just started and we got the Super Bowl Sunday, uh, this coming up this Sunday. So what is the mood like? What, what's the feeling like if this bill's, is it even going to get out of committee? What, what's, what's the feeling at Capitol, at the Capitol, if this thing's going to happen or not? Well, well a couple, a couple of different things. You know, I, Barbara Hobrock helped me out with stories. She's our, uh, one of our uh, Capitol reporters and has been for many years uh, covering the state Capitol in Oklahoma City. And I spoke, she was able to get um, a comment through uh, the Speaker of the House, Charles McCall, and the Senate pro tem, uh, Greg Treat, who are the leaders of both chambers. Um, and through their spokesman, they said they had no comment, which I wasn't sure what to make of that. Um, I talked to Barbara a little bit um, afterward uh, on the phone, and she said that realistically, uh, what they're going to do um, is the leaders of the House and the Senate will get with their members of their caucuses and sort of take their temperature uh, on this issue and see where they stand. She said that uh, obviously there are a lot of uh, very conservative uh, legislators here in Oklahoma. And there are quite a few, she said that just, they don't like gaming, period. That, you know, they don't, and they, and they see, you know, legalized sports betting as an, an expansion of gaming. Uh, they see gaming as a vice. They see it as a bad thing on society, uh, which, you know, is understandable. And I respect that opinion. I mean, there's people in power that they don't like, like you mentioned, legalized uh, medical marijuana. There are other people that don't like expanded alcohol laws. And, you know, I, you know, I, I, I get that. I get that argument. But on the other hand, the proponents of legalized sports betting would say, well, they have two arguments. One is that it's already being done, as everybody knows, in this state, right. only it's illegal. I mean, you, people, you can get online, you can do it. People know people who know bookies, uh, even law enforcement will say, yes, this goes on all the time here. Uh, if you really want to, you can find a way to do it. And then the second argument that the proponents have is that the regional states around us have already legalized it. And all it takes is for somebody, you can just jump in your car and drive a few hours, go to Arkansas and make a bet on the Super Bowl. You can drive, you know, five and a half hours from here to the Shreveport, uh, Bossier City area in Louisiana, make a bet on the Super Bowl. You go to New Mexico, Colorado, they're a little bit further, but 
you know, and people. There's, there's a lot of Oklahomans who have grown up driving to Missouri to get strong beer. Yes, I mean, exactly. That, that, that was in our recent history. Yes. Uh, and now it's driving to go make a bet. It's driving to uh, to do do certain things. And, and that 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 argument of, well, let's not have people travel across state lines to do something that we could legalize here. Right. Make money on, make taxes on, create jobs with. I mean, that's that's that argument of, well, you can go to Kansas and Missouri. Why can't you do it here? And and again, th that argument, I think, always comes back around to why are we giving our money away to other states? Right. Right. <laughs> that's the infrastructure, the same policies, the same regulations and do that here. Yeah. And, you know, um, that that website that I mentioned about the legalized sports betting, they also um, I mean, that's a huge number. Ninety two billion dollars since 2018. That's been legally bet. Uh, but they also estimated that nearly a billion dollars have gone to state and local governments uh, in these states that have legalized uh, sports betting. Um, one of the things that, that I really enjoyed when I did the last story that I believe it ran on the 31st of January, and it's still on our website, uh, TulsaWorld.com, is I had a fairly extensive and really good interview with uh, Matthew Morgan, uh, the chairman of the Oklahoma Indian Gaming Association. And, you know, we talked a little bit about some of the ongoing disputes between the governor's office and tribal leaders and you know, in his words, he said that you can't take one issue like legalized sports gaming or other things and separate it from the entire landscape of that of, the, of that relationship between the tribal leaders and the governor. And he said that that really needs to be kind of a first step. Uh, and, you know, there was a there was a picture that we ran in the paper today of uh, the governor shaking hands with Representative Luttrell, of all people. And he's the one that introduced the bill. Um, one other quick anecdote about this is that um, a couple of days ago, I had a call from a uh, state senator uh, who was calling me about some, some, something completely unrelated. It was a business story that we were running in, in, a, in a Sunday, and he just wanted to kind of talk to me a little bit about that. And then I, so I, I said, well, Senator, since I have you on the phone, you know, did you get a chance? You know, I did this story about legalized. And he asked, and so I told him a little bit about it. And he said, well, who, who introduced the bill? And I told him, um, and he said, well, does it have a Senate sponsor yet? And I said, well, I'm not sure. I haven't checked it yet, but I, you know, he goes, okay. But just by him asking me that question yeah. shows me that there is some interest in this issue and whether or not it, it'll be up to the legislative leadership, really. And the other thing that Barbara mentioned too, is that even if Representative Luttrell's bill, for whatever reason, doesn't get taken up, the leadership has the power uh, to take any bill with right. completely unrelated language, strip out that language, and put in the language for legalized sports betting if they chose to do that. So yeah, and and what's what's interesting that the state of the state just happened yesterday, and, and, and Governor yes. mentioned the fact that he wants to look at some of the revenue streams that are coming in and what we can do there. Uh, and again, uh, he promised more by taxing us less. That was the, that was the thesis of his of his state of the state, a popular thesis uh, of state of the states over the years, and. Again, this is an opportunity to bring in a whole bunch of revenue. Um, now, you know, I can't talk about this topic without, you know, some of my reporting that I did back in the day. Um, I spent I spent hours at Gamblers Anonymous meetings, so I, I was reporting back when uh, the casinos first opened. And in Oklahoma, in Tulsa, there weren't that many Gamblers Anonymous meetings. Um, a year after the casinos opened, there were so many more, and they were full. Yeah. And, uh, you know, all of us know that we either, you know, someone or know of someone who's had a gambling problem. Um, I, I know part members of my family have lost a lot of things because of gambling, but there is that percentage 
that you, you know, it's just like when we raise the speed limit five more miles, there is going to be a chance of more car accidents. You know, there is a cause and effect with everything. Right. Uh, I can tell you that the, I, I think the Gamblers Anonymous communities in, in, in Oklahoma and in Tulsa, uh, they have met the need uh, and they are dealing with those people who are, who, who just lose control when it comes to gambling. Um, but I would say at the same time, you've got to look at that too. You've got to look at the social effects. We are a state that has so many deaths of despair. Uh, we're a state that has a lot of people that are struggling. And so you can't bring up topics like this, especially something like gambling, which is, it's an emotional thing. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Without, without pointing those things out. But as I said, we're going to find out as I said, we got Super Bowl Sunday, this Sunday. Uh, what did, what did you say? How much money's being bet on that is the estimates? Yeah, the uh, the Associated Press today uh, moved the story that we're we're planning on running. Um, the uh, they they cited the, um, the the National Gaming uh, Organization. I believe it's the American Gaming Association or something. They um, but they estimated uh, thirty seven and a half million people would be betting on the Super Bowl, and that's a thirty five percent increase from last year. And it's mostly because of legalized sports betting in all these states. Um, and the amount, the total amount, and this includes legalized, illegal, um, you know, betting, having bets with your uncle, uh, office pools, is estimated to be $7.6 billion that are going to be bet uh, on the, uh, in some way or another, on the uh, Cincinnati Bengals versus the Los Angeles Rams on Sunday. Well, and by the way, on, by the way, Jason, the, the, the bottom of that story actually has a 1-800 number. Uh, for if you have a gambling problem. So even the Associated Press and National Stories do acknowledge that you're right. I mean, this is an issue that, you know, that does with a certain amount of people, it's like it, a lot of other issues that people will have problems with it. Um, and so I, I was glad to see that in the AP story. Well, when you asked, when you posed the question in this morning's editor meeting, how much is, is being spent on betting on the Super Bowl? My, my estimate of 200 million was a little off, <laughs> a bit off. Just a bit outside. Uh, Decker, uh, one of the things also I think that's really important in this, this topic, again, and I appreciate your reporting on it, because you said you're an assistant editor, but at the same time, just like all of us, we got to pick up a byline here once in a while. we got to write some things, and this is something you've kind of gone in depth with. Um, what is something maybe someone's not thinking about when you've done your reporting? What is something that they're not thinking about when it comes to this issue? Is, is there something, you talk about the tribes and the governor and how that's got to gotta work something out there. we got the legislation. What else is, is it that people need to be thinking about when they need to find out where they side on this issue? Um, you mean as far as resources go? or, or, just, or just, just when, when someone's trying to make their opinion, like am I for it or am I against it? What other, we brought up the, the, the gambling issue, we brought up certain things. What else does a new person need to think about to come to an opinion on this? Because it's likely uh, they might have to vote on it. Yeah, you know, I, I think I think you have to just really look at both, you know, all the different, you're right, there are a lot of different facets to this issue. And it, I think it depends on your perspective. You know, if you're a tribal member or a tribal leader, you're going to have a completely different perspective than if you're a conservative, uh, you know, preacher uh, out in, uh, you know, some rural county somewhere. And so th those perspectives are going to be different. But, you know, you can look at our reporting, um, our, our, one of our editorial writers, Bob Doucette, wrote a great uh, column about the uh, the uh, uh, disputes between the governor and the tribes uh, recently that people can look at that. Because like Mr. Morgan said, you can't really separate this issue from the entire landscape um, with the governor, 
and the tribes. Uh, so I think really that dynamic and also you might, you know, ask, you know, your, your uh, state legislator where they stand on this issue. You know, if you're a tribal member, contact your tribal leadership and say, you know, where do you stand on this issue? Why are you for it? Why are you against it? And you get some different perspectives and then form your own opinion based on that, because there are going to be different perspectives on this, I think. Well, one of the future stories that I think you're going to do is, is I think when we get some of these states that have legalized it, look at a year later, two years later. What, yeah. what are the effects? What, what are the effects when it comes to bankruptcy? What are the effects when it comes to uh, revenue to the state, to the city? Uh, we'll need to probably pick out a couple cities and have you, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying you're, I'm not saying it's a road trip. I'm just saying we might need <laughs> to have you check out and see what has happened because that's what we did with the uh, medical marijuana. We checked with some of the states that had passed this and figured out, okay, this is what happened in this state. And these are the, the results that they didn't think were going to happen. There's always things that happen that you didn't expect when it comes yeah. to new legislation. So we'll definitely look for that story when we get dig more into this. As I said, the session just started. We'll see if this gets picked up uh, as a bill that goes through uh, either House or Senate um, and, uh, and, and go from there. Uh, Michael Decker, appreciate the time. This is your first time on the uh, Tulsa World Newsroom podcast. It won't be your last. I uh, just want to remind everyone, uh, not only is this podcast, but all of the eight uh, Tulsa World podcasts available not only on Apple, but also Google and Spotify. Uh, we try to do this weekly here in the Newsroom podcast, where, again, I interview uh, the great editors, reporters, photographers of the Tulsa world to try to give you the stories behind the stories. So thank you for joining us. We'll catch you next time.